Good day, and thank you for joining Downstate Abbey. I appreciate those of you who tune in, and it's uh, encouraging to have a growing audience of New Yorkers who are really waking up to the state of affairs here in this great state that we love. As the weeks go by, as the months go by, it becomes increasingly obvious to me that there is a growing movement of people who wish to take back our state. I think that a lot of us have been asleep for a very long time, and during that time, there's been a real nightmare taking shape in our realities. And that nightmare is being crafted by people in power who have no business being in power, people in power who are totally abusing their position and people in power who, as I've said several times before, they have no conscience. They truly don't. I'm going to bring our attention today to our governor, Andrew Cuomo. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, because I think that this is an issue in our modern age that is unlike any other. We have a pro-crime governor who has signed some horrifically egregious legislation into existence. The bail reform that came into being in 2019 and went into effect January 1st of 2020 has been and continues to be an absolute disaster. We're watching our society turn into a place in which criminals have more rights than you and I do. We're seeing it turn into a place in which crimes are not treated the way they should be and the protection of the community is not revered as it should be and it's having a disastrous impact. So let me let me just remind you that our governor signed the bail reform that had about 200 crimes listed on it. Virtually all of them are crimes with human victim. There were crimes on it that, and are still on it, that are absolutely disgraceful. You know, stalking as a hate crime, stalking while committing a sex crime, female genital mutilation, you know, it's just, it goes on and on and on. And it's, 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 continuing to be totally flabbergasting to me that women's groups aren't, you know, descending on the Capitol by the thousands. It's astounding to me that certain celebrities have nothing to say about this. Nothing. Nothing to say, along with the fact that they have nothing to say about a governor who has had, you know, very significant, serious, and specific allegations brought before him, about him, to the public, regarding him basically being a sexual predator and a bully and a sexual harasser and, you know, touching, grabbing, squeezing, accosting women. And it's just stone quiet. But what I'm going to talk about today is, I mean, it, it's it's mind-boggling. It's, it's literally mind-boggling because here we have Governor Cuomo, who who is a lawyer by trade. So it's not even like this guy has no idea what he's signing or the impact that it's going to have. He, he knows. He knew full well when he signed the bail reform, the kind of disaster it was going to create. It was the kind of disaster that law enforcement warned him about, concerned citizens groups warned him about. Um, you know, concerned citizens just in and of themselves warned him about, and he didn't care. He signed it into being anyways. And I've told you from this podcast many times that well over half, it's more like the figure of about three quarters of offenders who commit crimes with illegal firearms have been put right back out on the street this past year and a half since the bail reform. And, you know, and, and we have no issue with that. You know, as as a body of 
officials, whether it's coming from a federal level or a state level, that there's no issue to be had with that. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. Let's just unpack that a little bit. It's okay for illegal firearms to continue to, you know, terrorize and destroy lives, especially people who are living in more urban areas. But we're going to talk about gun control and how, how bad the NRA is. And we're going to talk about how there needs to be, you know, a tighter squeeze on law abiding citizens who own firearms. I'm telling you people, you need to wake up to what's going on here. We have a governor who literally created this crime culture, gang culture in some of the biggest cities here in our state. He did it intentionally. He created chaos. Okay. Last May, I watched his press conference and I watched so many before then and so many after them. And he was referring to, you know, the riot and the looting and the, the savagery that was going on in New York City. And he said, you know, our police officers are arresting people for these crimes and then they're putting them right back out on the street. It's nonsensical. It's nonsensical. That's exactly what he said. And I remember sitting there watching that thinking, you are the one who created this. They cannot remand these people because the bail reform states that they cannot hold them. They cannot... They cannot set bail at an amount that would force that person to stay in custody. And I'll be honest, I think the whole bail system needs to be overhauled because I don't think that somebody who commits a crime should be at an advantage because they have money to cough up for bail or they don't. If they commit a violent crime against someone, especially if it was caught on video, they shouldn't be let loose. You know, but nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about how deeply we need full prison reform, full criminal justice reform. Nobody wants to put that hard work in. We just get this, you know, half-assed steaming pile of nonsense that this bail reform is that takes every problem known in the criminal justice system and basically puts it on steroids. That's what we get. And then when we push back and say, well, hey, wait a second, this isn't right. This is actually putting violent predators right back out on the streets, you know, we're, we're lied about. And I'm telling you, it's happened with our local media outlets here in Albany. And it's not over with that. I'm not going to be called a fear monger because I tell the truth about what these policies are. So let's go back to what's going on as our uh, the New York disaster emergency declared on gun violence, enough carnage. Oh, goodness, yes. Governor Cuomo says there's been enough carnage. Was there a certain, like, body count that we were getting to for it to finally be deemed enough carnage? I'm just asking. Because this has been going on for months, years, weeks, on top of years. You know, this is January 1, 2020. This insanity started. We're in July. Come on. Now it's enough. Now Governor Cuomo says it's enough. So he's unveiling a plan to stem the tide. Okay, so as New York emerges from the coronavirus pandemic, we have a new crisis emerging, escalating gun violence, says Governor Cuomo, as he unveils his new plan. The first state in the nation to issue an executive order declaring gun violence an emergency. And he presents a $138 million seven-step plan to help tackle this crisis. Now, I want to say there was like $381 billion <laughs> that was given in COVID relief. And we get like 138 million toward this effort. I mean, that's just interesting. 
I am just I'm just unpacking the numbers a little bit. Um, so President Biden told us that New York has 390 billion left over from COVID funding, and 138 million is going to go toward fighting gun violence. Okay, I mean that sounds like crumbs to me, and I'd be curious what the plan is for that money. Um, oh, and side note, so we have that kind of money left to be spent on a state level. I wouldn't be surprised if the Albany um, regressives, the assembly, you know, our out of balance power structure in Albany decides to turn off the heat on Cuomo once again, so they can put the money where they want it to go without having it be at his discretion. Just, I could be wrong, but I, I have a feeling things might ramp up and, and it might be a matter of, oh boy, let's, let's take a hard look at an impeachment query because, you know, that this is a guy who's had multiple allegations brought before him. This is a guy who cashed in on writing a book with false information in it about a pandemic that he basically fueled because he mandated COVID be put into nursing homes and long-term care facilities where it killed thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of vulnerable New Yorkers. You know, I wonder if the Assembly, I wonder if the Senate is going to turn the heat up on that. We'll see. Time will tell. Stay tuned. So <laughs> seven-step plan Cuomo has. I mean, now mind you, no, no, no mention of repealing the bail reform so that police officers aren't forced to put dangerous people right back out in the street. But yeah, we're going to hold gun manufacturers responsible. Okay, if someone commits crime with a gun, it's, it, we're going to go back to the manufacturer of the gun. So are we going to hold the cutlery companies liable when someone uses a steak knife to slice somebody from ear to ear on the subway? Is that the plan? Oh, no. Oh, just, just guns. Okay, that almost makes sense. All right. So Cuomo was speaking from John Jay College of Criminal Justice, and he said the pandemic exposed a low tide of ugliness, including racial disparity that left black and brown New Yorkers hit disproportionately hard by the coronavirus, both physically and economically, as well as by the uptick of gun violence. Do you understand? I mean, I'm as white as white can be, okay? I, I, I get a tan, like, if I'm lucky, and you'll see mostly freckles. I am as white as white can be. And I've been saying for over a year now that these policies directly target black and brown communities. The policies of the bail reform directly target black and brown communities, Okay, you have a governor and you have an assembly and you have a Senate that's totally out of balance right now that pushed these reforms and it has been endangering and killing and maiming and scarring largely communities of color from day one. I've been saying this for over a year. So many other people have been saying it as well. Wake up. And now, now Cuomo wants to flex and say, oh, yeah, we got to get this gun violence thing under control. He created this anarchy. He and de Blasio created it. And now he's going to try to flex and use the power of black and brown individuals. Oh, they're being victimized by gun violence. People, black and brown communities are being victimized by the policies of Governor Cuomo. Wake up. Honestly, wake up. And like, I don't care about party politics. I'm an independent. I'm going to tell you right now, the people who are pushing these policies, there's a D. Okay, there's a D right in front of Whatever part of the state they represent, 
There's one party who is pushing this disgraceful, despicable pro-crime insanity. And it's the Albany Democrats. You've got to wake up and see this for what it is. I wish I wish it was different. I wish it was like a 50-50 split. Like some Republicans voted for it. It's not. It's not. I don't know why they're intentionally destroying their own communities. It's, it's, it's breathtaking. So Cuomo says, you know, we've gone from one epidemic to another. Well, yeah, the epidemic where he like literally is responsible. His mandate was literally and is literally responsible for the, the killing of thousands upon thousands of our vulnerable New Yorkers and the fact that so many of them have been treated like caged animals for over a year and a half now. And then he meant, oh, you know, over the July 4th weekend, 51 people were shot in New York. Yeah, it's been happening. Like everybody's been saying it's been happening and it's fallen on deaf ears. Long Island, three people were shot over the holiday weekend. You know, and someone said, those aren't fireworks, that was gunfire, Cuomo said. We're losing young people tragically and needlessly. Yes, no kidding. When you keep letting repeat gangbanger offenders out, this is in fact what happens. It truly is. So, you know, Cuomo wants to address this statewide. In order for the economy to recover and people to return to New York City, they need to feel safe. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, where has this guy been for a year and a half? As it stands, New York has the strongest gun laws in the United States of America. Yeah, probably second to only Chicago. And guess what? That's, those are two places where the most carnage is happening. And guess what? Those are two places where the most you know, bodies that fill up the body bags every weekend are people of color. If we're going to make this a race issue, it's people of color. Okay, so let's call this what it is. Statistics indicate, and now I'm reading from the patch.com, so I want to give credit where credit is due here. And I, I have said this from this platform before. Statistics indicate that black people are 10 times more likely to be killed with a gun. Let, let, let's just unpack that. So why in the world, Governor Cuomo, would you put into, into being legislation that puts repeat gun offenders right back out into mostly black communities? It's almost like you're intentionally planting criminals into the most vulnerable communities. Huh, that's a pattern that keeps repeating with you, Governor Cuomo. Attack the most vulnerable and then make it appear to be a crisis. Ride in on your, you know, white horse, ride, ride in on your white sailboat and say, oh, wow, this is a crisis. I need to save people from this crisis. You've created it. Like, are you kidding me right now? Are you that delusional? Honestly. Oh, and gun violence results in $280 billion in health care and societal costs annually. Wow, yeah, that, that's a good metric to throw out there right now. Yeah, maybe in the next podcast we'll talk about, we'll talk about other things that cost the health care system that much because other things exist as well. And I'm not minimizing gun violence for a second. I'm saying, and I've been saying for a very long time, and I've been catching a lot of heat because of it, We've got to stop putting repeat criminals out on the streets. You want to stop gun violence? Let me tell you right now, there are millions upon millions upon millions of unregistered firearms in this country. And you know what? They keep pouring in because guess what? We have an open southern border. Imagine. Imagine. So nationwide gun homicide statistics indicate that 598 
who die are not, a percent of homicide victims, I'm assuming is what it means, who die are non-white. While in New York State, that number is more like 68.4%. While in New York City, it's 77% who are non-white. Oh, that's interesting. So why in the world would he intentionally put repeat offenders, repeat violent offenders back into the streets of the communities that are already disproportionately victimized by gun violence? Yeah, I've been saying this. I'm so sick of hearing it. I'm sure you are too. Like, honestly, these reforms are a targeted attack on the black communities. They, they truly are. I'm going to tell you right now, Cuomo is not releasing people into the communities that he, he lives in. I mean, okay, Albany has a fair amount of, of violence. I, I'm not going to say it doesn't. But he's not, you know, he, he lives behind his gated, you know, palatial estate here in Albany. He doesn't care. He's got bodyguards. Like, he doesn't care. Same with people that are, that, that are supporting this. Same with people who have fought tooth and nail to have absolutely no changes made to this disgraceful reform. This isn't impacting them directly. You know, you had Ron Kim. Sorry, Ron, but you know what? You've been one of the biggest supporters of this disgraceful pro-crime bail reform. You know, and, and you're on, you know, national record as being the person that stood up and said that you, you were feeling bullied. You were feeling bullied by Governor Cuomo. You got phone calls that, that left you feeling shook. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you did. This is who we're dealing with. But let me ask you this. Would you feel equally shook if, you know, the person that beat the snot out of you was out on the street, had a weapon, knew where you lived, stalked you, and you knew full well that if you reported them to the police and if the police actually apprehended this individual, they'd be released because, you know, stalking is on the bail reform. You can't even put, place bail for somebody who is stalking, you know, with probable cause. Maybe you even catch this person, you know, on surveillance camera on your property stalking you. Would that make you feel shook, Ron Kim? Would that make you feel shook and bullied? Because I think it would make me feel shook and bullied. And I, I feel for the people who are shook and bullied every day because this is the hell that they're living. Because this is what you and all the other Albany regressives and Governor Cuomo have ushered into being. You've created this. You've created this. Okay, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. And it's our young people. We're losing our young people to this as both the perpetrators and the victims. Okay, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, Cuomo says time is not on our side. No kidding. This has been a crisis for over a year and a half that he created. The disaster emergency allows the state to free up funding to help facilitate a comprehensive plan. What's that gonna look like? okay. Okay, first of all, it's going to look like treating gun violence as a public health emergency, targeting hot spots with data, fostering positive engagement with at-risk youth, breaking the cycle of escalating violence, getting illegal guns off the street, removing them from the hands of dangerous people, <coughs> and rebuilding police and community relationships. Let me tell you right now, you can't do any of that with the bail reform the way it is. You can't. You cannot. Okay, you can't rebuild community relations when police have their hands tied and a target on their back because repeat offenders are all over the place. You know, really. I, you know, and honestly, this, this, this governor has done more to endanger the police, make them out to be the bad guys, make them out to be, 
you know, in many ways, the victims because they have to literally go and rearrest or try to rearrest people constantly or just let it fly because there's nothing you can do. I mean, it's unbelievable. How, okay, get illegal guns off the streets. You're literally releasing the criminals that use illegal guns for crime. What are you talking about, Governor Cuomo? Break the cycle of escalating violence. Okay, repeal the bail reform then. It's got a whole slew of hate crimes on it. What are you doing? Really, what are you doing? It's got a whole slew of crimes against women on it and children. What's the plan? Foster positive engagement with at-risk youth. Yeah. Why doesn't our state who spends more than any other state in the nation on public education. Why, why don't we have summer programs for kids? Really, why, why don't we have summer programs? Why don't we have before and after school programs? Help me to understand. Do we need to just keep throwing more money into this dumpster fire? Because people in Harlem have had enough. People here in Schenectady have had enough. People all over the state have had enough. We're being played. We're being played. You know, you got schools in Harlem where 6%. of the kids are literate and have proficient math skills, you know, appropriate for whatever grade level they're in. 6%. You know, our our youth are not a priority to this administration. They never have been. Let's just be honest here. We're going to target hotspots with data. Oh, you know what? Save yourself some money. I, I can give you the data. I can show you the data, Governor Cuomo. I can show you the data. I can show you a spreadsheet that would show you how since you implemented the bail reform and made it impossible to keep dangerous people incarcerated or intervene on behalf of dangerous people who are committing crime because of mental health issues and substance abuse issues, how that's created an upward trend in crime. The subways, you know, you got de Blasio insinuating that you're not a real New Yorker if you're afraid to ride on the subway. Meanwhile, people are getting their faces sliced off their face, like almost on the daily. Their their faces sliced off their head almost on the daily. Cut ear to ear. MTA workers, what are we going to do to protect them? You know, they've been absolute heroes through this, and they've been targeted left, right, and sideways. And Cuomo, you've created this. You've created this culture where people just run rampant and and target the MTA workers. What are you going to do about that? What's the plan? What's the plan? Oh, and then Cuomo says, we want to do with gun violence what we did with COVID <laughs> with the same level of attention. Well, in all fairness, he's done with gun violence what he did with COVID. He's intentionally planted violent offenders in the most vulnerable communities, just like he planted COVID-positive individuals in the most vulnerable medical settings. So yeah, he is actually doing the same exact thing. And you would all do well to pay attention to that and understand that because that's exactly what he's doing. Okay, we're going to create jobs for at-risk youth. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, sounds good. The thing is, there are a ton of jobs. So what's the plan for getting at-risk youth? Because our system basically puts youth at risk. Um, I'd love to see what he has in mind. And again, this is all stuff that so many of us have been pushing and driving for for so long. Participation in these jobs can reduce violence by 45%. Yeah, no kidding. When people actually get up and go to work and have purpose, it reduces a lot of negative aspects of their existence. Imagine. The goal is to hire young people from the most impacted neighborhoods and train them for careers. There's, you know, 57.5 million allocated to the creation of 21,000 jobs. What jobs need to be created 
you know, everywhere, everywhere you look, people need help. We need to spend $57.5 million. Why don't you give some of that money to help the small business owners that are barely hanging on? I, 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 we're being run by idiots, people. I'm sorry, but this is utter insanity. Okay, in addition, Cuomo said the focus needs to be on erat- eradicating gang activity. Okay, G- gangs. Let's talk about gangs, okay? Let's talk about the fact that, again... He has been releasing and forcing the release of gang members and violent offenders for well over a year and a half. If you knew what was going on in our prisons right now and the way that they have been releasing people because they don't want them to, air quotes, catch COVID in prison, it would make your skin crawl. Okay, thousands upon thousands of inmates have been released. And in the meantime, our state has lost track of thousands and thousands of parolees Uh, But we're going to, okay, I mean, we need to take a strong stance on gang activity. And it would start with not allowing New York and certainly not New York City to be a sanctuary area where people can't be brought before the authorities, you know, and where, I mean, if you're a gang member and you've gotten into our country legally and you're running a crime network and you're terrorizing people the same way you did back in your home country, it's probably a good idea to not have special protection of those individuals, don't you think? That's been going on ad nauseum for months and years now. You know, and anybody that pushes back against, oh, you're a racist. I'm a racist because I don't want people who terrorize other people to be able to have free reign and terrorize other people. That makes me a racist. Try again. Go learn some new words because that's not true. You need to know, no, I'm level-headed, practical, and I have a civic conscience. That's what you meant to say. No one is a racist because they don't want gang members to be able to terrorize communities, rape women, bully children into peddling drugs for them, and sell children so that they can be raped multiple times a day. So yeah, try again. Those of you who keep throwing the, the racist card around because you, you can't engage in a, a real conversation, try again. Keep trying. So by intervening at the hospital, the first time a person is shot, that violence can be reduced 60%. No kidding. This is what law enforcement has been saying all along. The bail reform and all these other pro-crime you know, reforms have made it impossible to intervene with people because it's just catch and release. You throw them right back out. I, I, it's just amazing to me. This guy literally creates the crisis, creates it. And people are begging and screaming and crying and pleading, change these policies. They're destroying people's lives. They're destroying people. He ignores it. And now, now he's got all these, these, these ideas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like, like he cares about youth. Like he cares. Like he cares about the Ishawn Davises of the world. You know, really. Like he cares. Like he cares. He doesn't care. It's just that, you know, now now the heat is on because now people are like, whoa, you know, hold up. Like, this is a problem. Oh, yeah, it's a problem Cuomo created. And now Cuomo, you know, has the solutions. Give me a break. In addition, Cuomo said New York will not, will do with, I'm sorry. In addition, Cuomo said New York will do what Congress did not when Congress kept gun makers immune from lawsuits. Now, new legislation will prevent people with active warrants from purchasing guns. I I think that's reasonable, of course. I mean, obviously, just like people with active warrants shouldn't be allowed to just run rampant in our communities. But that's the policy that Cuomo has created. People miss their court appearance. Oh, well, 
you know, and we don't have the staffing in most departments for there to even be a warrant squad and go out and try to find people. And furthermore, why should law enforcement have to risk their life trying to find someone who didn't show up to court who should have never been released in the first place? So I'm telling you, Cuomo, he just talks in circles. And there's people who are dumb enough to just follow those circles with their head and just, oh, yeah, he's doing a great job. What amazing leadership. Standing slow clap. Wow. I mean, wake up, people, to what is going on. Police reform is also critical. Yeah. <laughs> telling you, this is the guy, this is the guy, Cuomo is the guy who has literally victimized and endangered our police more, more than any single individual in our state, honestly. And, you know, there needs to be reimagination and reinvention of policing. How about giving them a, the authority to get violent offenders off the streets, Cuomo? How about you stop tying their hands and putting a target on their back? Why don't you do that? Okay, this is normally not a state role, but these are not normal times, Cuomo said, adding that local leaders need to step up. Are, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, this is not normal that we have a governor who signs legislation as a lawyer who understands the law that endangers our communities the way his policies have. You're right, Andrew. This is not normal. You have created this. You've created this. You know, and Lee Zeldin, who looks like he's going to be the Republican nominee for running for governor next year, he spoke out and he said, you know, what so many of us have been saying for so long. Andrew Cuomo thinks New Yorkers are all just trapped here indefinitely in the Cuomo show 24-7. Nonsense. Want to stop crime? Support police more, not less. Hire more cops. Repeal cashless bail. Keep qualified immunity. Defend the rights of law-abiding citizens. And target criminals. While the COVID-19 pandemic enriched Governor Cuomo with millions of dollars personally, an Emmy Award, and a padded ego, no one wants to relive this Cuomo show 2.0. It's over. This needs to be about cracking down on surging crime rates and having the backs of those entrusted to put their lives in harm's way to defend public safety. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I, I, it's just, it, it deserves a moment of silence to just observe the total loss the death of the civic conscience here in New York State. And there's so many people who snuggle up under that blue blanket of the Democrat Party, along with Cuomo, who are just silent about this. And my question would be, when are you going to take back your party? Because right now, from where I'm sitting, the Democrat Party is, it has turned into one of the most racist, pro-pedophile, pro-drug dealing pro-anarchy political parties of the modern age. And sorry if it hurts a little, but all the facts back that up. What has been done in Albany at the hands of these lawmakers is outrageous. And if you're not paying attention to it, quite honestly, shame on you. Because it's really shame on you that other people's lives don't matter as much as your own comfort matters. Because I guarantee that if your son were, were basically burned alive or succumbed to a fire the way Garrett Goebel did back in March of 2020, because he was bravely risking his life to get all of his passengers off of his subway that had been intentionally incinerated by a repeat offender who the Cuomo administration created the policies that allowed to be out and free and committing crimes, you might feel a little bit differently. If you had to go identify, you know, a broken, battered, 
brutalized body of a daughter, and your daughter was Amanda Farnham, you might think a little bit differently about these policies. It's time for it to get personal, people. It's time to start treating everyone like they really matter. It's time to start treating Black communities like their lives matter because this administration does not and has not. You're being played. And and some of you, quite honestly, you don't dig deep enough. You don't take the time and energy to understand what's really going on. You just want to stay snuggled up, insulated under your under your blue blanket of party politics. And it's disgraceful. And like I said, I'm not Democrat or Republican because I, I think Republicans should have been throwing conniption fits this whole time. Some of them have been and saying, listen, this is wrong. You know, but I'm telling you right now, if we were back in the 1800s, I could tell you right now, those, those of us, those of you who would fight slavery and sacrifice to bring it to an end, and those of you who wouldn't, some of you would stay snuggled up under your comfy blanket, wouldn't step out, wouldn't so much as poke your chin out from under that blanket of political loyalty. Yeah, it stings, but it's the reality. We have whole communities, largely communities of color, that are being decimated by these policies. They're being enslaved by a crime culture that has them terrorized. Can't even get to work without wondering if you're going to have your your throat slit on the subway, whether or not you're going to see somebody getting raped, whether or not your kid can even go outside and take the garbage out without being gunned down. This is the world people are living in. And those of you who aren't living in it need to have some empathy and compassion. Just like in the 1800s, like maybe you personally weren't a slave, but if there weren't enough people who had empathy, sympathy, compassion, and a, and a social conscience, slavery wouldn't have ended. You know, in the blood of like, what, 600,000 men and, and children, basically, young men, soaked this nation fighting to eradicate it. And now we have slavery right back, right back in the communities of color. And it's in the form of the shackles of addiction, the shackles of crime, the shackles of generational dysfunction. And it's all sponsored by government money, all of it. Look at the welfare system. It doesn't give people any sort of ladder, any sort of bridge to a new life. It's a destination. People get on it, and boy, if you even attempt to get off of it, you're going to have your legs kicked right out from under you. Any assistance you get is gone. You go get a job, it's gone. Why don't we have community options for childcare? Why? You know the amount of money we have in this state? We, and we don't have community childcare in every, in every community, like accessible, affordable, open for all shifts. We don't have that. Why? Why? Why aren't we empowering people to be able to be employed and have child care for their kids? You know, if you're on the system, you've got, you've got something to offer. Everybody has something to offer. Everybody can be part of the solution. Nothing for child care. Nothing. I mean, I, I don't know. Really, I, I, I don't. Why don't we have summer programs? Why don't we have before and after school programs? Why aren't we empowering people? Why are we releasing criminals right back out in the streets? Why do we have pro-crime reformers who label themselves progressive when they're really regressive, who are trying to get people out of prison who've commit like some of the most disgusting crimes you could possibly imagine? 
This is slavery. This is a mental slavery, and it's being peddled as progress, and it's anything but progress. And you've got a, an elitist Governor Cuomo born into political privilege who, if he had to live this life of the average individual in, the, in a community of color just trying to get to work, just trying to get to their essential job every day on public transit, he, he wouldn't survive. And you've got de Blasio minimizing all of this and saying, oh, it's fine, it's fine, there's better days ahead. He and his wife stole almost a billion dollars from you people. What, what did they do with it? No, I'm, I really, what did they do? Maybe they did something with it I'm not aware of. Tell me, show me, point to. Point to what they did with it. It was supposed to be for mental health initiatives. What did they do with it? It was almost a billion dollars. We're being sold out. We're all being sold out. And it's at the hands of, of people who are trading money in exchange for the lives and safety of the people that they've been called to serve. And let me tell you, those money hands come in every shade you can imagine, from light to dark and everything in between. Don't be deceived. Don't be divided. There are those of us who see this for what it is, and we've got to unite and fight back. There there have been so many hard-fought gains for civil rights, and we're watching it all get flushed. We're watching it get flushed every day. And then we have a governor who literally creates this insanity, creates it, and then expects you and I to be dumb enough to think that he's the hero who's going to solve it. Wake up, New York. Demand better. I beg of you, demand better for the sake of your children, for the sake of those who went before you and fought hard. Think about Rosa Parks. You know how, how hard she had to fight to get where she deserved to be? And now people of color on buses, on trains, on subways, are being victimized brutally. And our government, you know, the people in power in Albany, they don't see anything wrong with that. They don't see anything wrong with that. Go to the back of the bus. Go to the back of the bus. Go sit at the back of the bus so that nobody can sit behind you so that you're a little bit safer. Go, go to the back of the bus. That's exactly what they're doing to communities of color people. That's exact, And it's disgusting. And me and all my whiteness, you know, <laughs> I see it for what it is. And it's so wrong. And it's so heartbreaking. Please demand better. Please know that there's people who have your back, who will fight for you, who are fighting for you. And it's not the people that you're paying. It's not the people that have been elected. I'm telling you right now, it's not. It's us. It's the common people. We love you. Do something amazing today. We've got to push back. We, we cannot let the honor of those who went before us be lost in this insanity. I love you all. Do something amazing today.